Hey everyone, I'm just dropping this in to let you know that we have a suggestion box. If you have anything to say, you can email us at suggestions at lifenarrated.com. Please let us know of any time-traveling relatives you have, if you've met any untrustworthy, temporally unstuck rodents this week, or especially if you are our only hope for the war against time-manipulating bug aliens. Alright, on to the show. Would you like some tea? Not now. We're getting ready to start. Hi, everybody. This is another episode of Life Narrated. Today, we're going to talk about time travel. My name is Emily Everhart, and I am your relative from the future. I'm Matt Everhart, and I am a man out of phase with time. And I am Lauren, the line producer for the new film, Steggies in Space. And, yeah, so today we are talking about uh, narratives and culture concerning time travel. And I thought I'd start out with just talking about the physics of it, because apparently time travel is actually possible. It is something that already has happened. Somebody has already traveled through time. And that is because whenever an astronaut goes into space, they travel into time a couple seconds. Because that's, yeah. They travel forward in time? Yeah, they travel forward in time a couple seconds. How do they test that? Um, Well, okay, so how about we start with the physics of it, because it's a lot... (laughs) <laughs> Good question, Matthew. <laughs> Good question. Almost like it's planted. Okay, so first, uh, you know, concepts of the universe. The first physicist, Newton, he came up with his concept of time. And to him, time was just straightforward. It's like an arrow shot from a bow. It doesn't alter. It just keeps on going. And he thought that there was nothing special about light, that it was just stationary and something that, you know, didn't travel at all. But then there was Einstein, who took exception to this, because he thought that, oh, lights were waves and you never saw the wave just standing still so he decided that light moved very very fast and that um the speed of light is constant throughout the universe which is weird because for instance like if you're running light is still going the same speed for you as it is for someone who's standing still so this kind of and like gravity doesn't affect it right the way it does other things and so that like in order for this to be true like there has to be some real profound disturbances in space and time for it to be true, basically. Um, so he came up with his, you know, theory of special relativity. And the speed of light is basically the speed that everything happens in the universe. So if you were to go the speed of light, it would appear as though everything were standing still. So that's the kind of the um, holy grail of theoretical physics, is trying to get something that can go the speed of light. Because technically, if you go so fast that everything stops and then you go faster it could go backwards like who knows mm-hmm. you don't know because you can't tell yeah yeah so you're dead from yeah. traveling so fast <laughs> yeah so you're basically circumventing all the effects that time would have on you yeah it's serious business so according to einstein if you were to if you were in a rocket traveling very fast time would slow down for you and um as you were approaching the speed of light so if an astronaut were to were sent to the nearest star at the speed of light um, it would take him only four minutes to get there, but it would be four years on Earth. Uh, one minute to get there. Four years on Earth. So, because the nearest star is like, what, four light years away? Is that what you're saying? Um, yes. Okay. It is four light years. But it would seem, he would only age one minute. 
So the so, humor would seem not that bad. Right. It would. So he'd come back and they'd be like eight years later and you're like, okay, well. I just, and he would just be like, it was eight minutes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I, I don't understand. Literally, I've been gone for two minutes, and you're like, bang the milkman, <laughs> Maria. Maria. I love how we automatically go there. That's awesome. So I was just like, I thought you were dead. It's been like almost a decade. Um, so Einstein has famously proclaimed, though, that nothing can break the speed of light barrier. He's pretty sure. He was pretty sure. He's unfortunately yeah. passed away now. Um, so, because as something accelerates, it gains mass, right? Because like a penny drop from the top of the Eiffel Tower, it gets heavier mm-hmm. and goes faster. So something that approached the speed of light would have to have infinite mass. And that's impossible. Right. So he's pretty sure that it can't happen. That theory is called theory of special relativity E equals mc squared, energy converted to mass. So, moving on. So... Forever, uh, for something to go the speed of light, it would have to have infinite mass, which is impossible. Einstein also said that the theory of special relativity was not a universal trait. That's why it's called the special relativity. Um, it actually is only valid in our solar system and like mm-hmm. locally. So uh, because he observes some really weird disturbances out in space, and he's like, what is that? <laughs> so he came up with another theory of general <coughs> relativity. That was basically that time and space are a cloth that can be manipulated and pulled and scrunched and holes can go into it and that kind of thing. So um, the theory of general relativity actually allows for a warp drive, you know, like in mm-hmm. Star Trek, because you scrunch up the time and space and yeah. then you just kind of go that little distance and then you're... It's like bringing A and B together yeah, by just like push, making like little mountains and then just burrowing throughout those mountains. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It also allows for wormholes, which is like a hole in the fabric of space and time that you've pulled them together and then there's a hole that goes um, the shortest distance between the two places, burrowing through those mountains, like you said. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Using this theory, he actually... We use it every day when we use GPS mm. because the time for the satellites is different for us than for us. So they have to tick slower. So they're actually not keeping time accurately. They're, their seconds are longer than actual seconds so that they can say, turn right here, turn left here, and it won't be out of sync. <gasps> That's oh cool. my God. Yeah. So we use the theory of relativity every day. I have a newfound respect for Susan, who is my GPS voice. <laughs> Susan is such a smart lady. Yeah. I usually get really upset with her, but now I'm kind of like, she's got a... I mean, that's rough. Yeah. So theoretically, <laughs> um, time travel has like historically been the realm of science fiction. But And they physicists would talk about it because it's a very interesting topic, but they'd kind of be laughed out of office if they actually published a paper about time travel. So they use these like codes that are really... like One code was like, Violating causality. Mm, <laughs> Violating yeah. causality and like oh, the other one was like a current closed time like curves. Yeah. So use these terms and you're like, okay, what is that? Mean? <laughs> I really like violating causality because that just sounds awesome. I'll give you a closed time like time like curves because it's it's not time curves. Yeah, that's crazy. Whatever. It's a time like curve. But it's curve. a time like curve, <laughs> right? Well, so. it goes back to what your question was, Matt, was like, how, how do astronauts, you know, time yeah. travel? But I also That's thought of immediately about, so my um, brother-in-law is Australian, yeah. and he's here, and he's leaving, like, this upcoming Sunday, 
And so, <clears throat> because of our, like, the, you know, the time, time difference on the, you know, that we kind of instilled in our own, like, knowledge yeah. of time, he was, like, he is going to leave Easter Sunday and then arrive in Australia on Monday, so... Like, on Tuesday, right? Yeah. So, like, it's like... Oh, no, sorry. He's leaving Saturday. Okay. And then, so he'll get there on Monday. Oh, okay. So he's like, yeah, so I completely miss Easter. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I'm going to eat chocolate anyways, but, like, it's just the point that I'm yeah. losing out on, like, a yeah. holiday. Like, When I would travel to Korea, you would miss a day, and it was always just really <clears throat> weird. Like, yeah. Where did that day go? I'm going to go on a tangent real quick, but I yeah. was thinking about something recently. Like, you know our calendar, right? It's just how we measure time passing. Right. right. But it's not a perfect measurement system. Right. That's why we have, like, leap years. That's exactly why we have leap years. Yeah. But if you took the, the leap day that you get on a leap year... And broke it up among four years of, of days, you end up with something like one second every day yeah. that you're getting that our measurement system, the calendar, the, the clock, don't account for. So really, you have one extra second in every day, yeah. like at midnight, that we just don't like count. Exactly, we just don't yeah. count. And so if you think about it, like you're getting, you're losing a second every day, and then you just get it back later, like some weird yeah. transaction, like yeah, <clears throat> like. A, like your taxes. Exactly, something like that. It's so weird how... Buy your taxes, people. It's coming up. Oh, how... <laughs> it's so weird how we um, choose to represent time that way. Like, right. Like someone yeah. just couldn't make like a whole number, like a rounded off number that included that one second yeah. to base the calendar on. They're like, yeah. well, we'll just put it over this. <laughs> well, and also like, you know, the calendar used to be 13 months. Right. And, you know, and also we used to not have hours and yeah. we all somehow survived. <laughs> But yeah. also then, like, Julius Caesar, like, shoehorned three different months in there. Yeah. Because uh, July, Julius, and Augustus, <laughs> August. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um... October. October. Right, no, October? I think it was just July and August. But he just, like, decided that he's going to yeah. name two months. No, it was October. October. Octavius. Did we say that? No, October. Because October is eight. October. Yeah. Eight. And, but it's the tenth month because we shoehorned these two months <laughs> in. It's <laughs> really like, deal with that. Yeah. So... Okay, so the the actual physicist approved theoretical systems of time travel. We have three options. The first option is theoretically you could pass through a black hole and uh, come out into another existence entirely. And actually, pe- physicists think that this is actually how our universe came into being because black holes are they they've got some really funky physics going on, and they condense things so the force is so powerful that it like will squeeze you into another universe basically hmm. if you don't die if you don't die way through well that's the thing like the squeezing process uh this quote from richard got is really funny is i don't think there's any question that a person could travel back in time w- while in a black hole the, uh, the question is whether he would ever emerge to brag about it like <laughs> yeah. he's definitely gonna be dead <laughs> like, yeah spaghettified <laughs> is actually the physics term <laughs> that they use like, yeah, so a black hole has, like, the event horizon, which is yeah. the extent of their gravitational pull. And so if you cross that event horizon, you'd have, to, you'd have to travel faster than the speed of light to get out. And, yeah. like, possibly even faster than that. That's right. just as fast as we go. Exactly. So it, there's just <clears throat> no getting out. Right, because black holes even, like, the, it, like, sucks in light. It, like, yeah. asphyxiate mm-hmm. light. But the so. interesting thing about black holes is that they, that sounds terrifying, like, when you think there's, like, a giant hole that we'll eventually fall into, but... Black holes do not drag things that are not in their gravitational pull. 
So, for instance, if our sun became a black hole, which it never will because it's not that kind of star, if it became a black hole, it would not suck us in. I mean, we'd probably die because there's no light. Right. Because we need the sun for other reasons. But we would still be, uh, you know, orbiting the same way that we've always done because its gravitational pull has not increased. It's just very powerful uh, compared to its size. So the sun would then be like a baseball. Size. So like Mercury might definitely get sucked in, but no, nothing would nothing oh. would change. Nothing oh. would get sucked in. It still has the same amount of gravitational pull, but it's just the sun itself is much smaller. Gotcha. So it would be the size of a basketball. Well, what accounts for the for the event horizon then? The event horizon <laughs> would be the extent of its um, its gravitational, like the but which we are in. Yes, we are in it. See, this is where it's fuzzy because I'm not a physicist. Right. But I think that that is like where the mass of it was. Yeah, so, it's so like the event horizon would be like, this is where the sun was. And, and now it's condensed into this little ball, but there's still this. If you go this. beyond the, like the size of the sun previously, yeah. you would just go into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And actually, a lot of it, um, a lot of the matter that gets sucked into black holes, they don't actually go into it. They get teared up, torn apart and thrown back out, and they become stars again. Huh. So that's like 80% of the matter that gets sucked into a black hole that happens too. So. Anyway. And the other 20 goes into another universe. <laughs> universe. Well, see, that's the, that's the whole thought of the, the, Big, Bang the Bang, Big Bang Theory, sorry, um, that the contents of a black hole got squeezed so much that it just popped into another mm-hmm. universe and then dispersed and uh-huh. became us. That's so hot. That, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> that's so thatch. So... That's that's one option. Option two involves string theory, which I am very vague on. So <laughs> sorry, but I'm not a. a you could string physicist. your way. To so the yeah, with there's these hooks. strings that are left over from the Big Bang that I don't really understand why they're called strings or what they. I can't visualize them. But um, when two strings when two strings collide, if you travel around the colliding strings, you could travel back in time. Supposedly, if you hmm. went around them. Uh, the problem, though, is finding the strings, making them collide in the right way, and um, a loop that would take you back a half a year would contain more than the mass energy of an entire galaxy. Hmm. So there's a lot of problems with this theory. Yeah. I like the black hole theory better. Yeah. And number three, last one, is the transverse wormhole time machine, ah. which is actually the um, the most likely. But you build a time machine consisting of two chambers, and you... It was explained in this book that I'm reading, which is called um, something that I will tell you just off the top of my head, because <laughs> I remember the names of all the books that I read. And their authors. And their authors. And it's called The Physics of the Impossible by Michio Kako. Oh, this, I hate that guy. You do? Why? He's, he's a television futurist. So oh. he goes on all these discovery shows, and he's like, well... No, we don't know science, but, like, but we can imagine a future thinking, where, yeah. yeah, and, like, he writes all these books, and he's super famous for, like, basically, like, sci-fi speculation, yeah. you know? and That's what fine. this book is, sci-fi. But, I mean, there is physics in it, and it's very... He has some kind of degree, but still. Yeah, he has some kind of degree. It's an English degree! It's an English degree! So, um, yeah, you... Two chambers. He was not able to explain this to me in a way that I understood. But you make two chambers. You send one forward in time, and then you can whoever is in that chamber can come back. Which the only problem with that is that the um, you can only travel back as far as the time machine was invented. So before then, before we make that time machine, you can't travel back in time. Hmm. But like 
in the future, and you can travel back to the point where that is, or any point after that, where it has been created. Right. So there's that. The only problem is that a wormhole is probably as small as an atom, and transporting anything through it is pretty problematic because it's as small as an atom. Better so split it. And yeah. so I think this gets to an interesting definition of like, <clears throat> how do we define time travel? Because we can talk about like, you know, perfect time travel between like this point in history and this point in history, yeah, or like whatever like that. But we can also talk about like, like relative time travel where. What you're saying about the astronauts, like if you send someone to the moon and back, they essentially time travel. Yeah, and their clocks are like a second right. faster than ours. And like they did this in uh, Interstellar, where like they orbited a black hole and like they they lost fifty years or something. And yeah, like, and that's like an effective way of time traveling if you if you want to go into the future. Right. And they but it. totally sucks because then like everyone you love is going to be. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how time travel works. Like. <laughs> That's what you gotta put behind you if you're a time traveler. <laughs> but if you have to be hard. stellar, though, it's like now your daughter is eighty. Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose. Like in Spider Man. Anyway, sorry. Well, I mean, it's like you have to harden your heart as time travelers. Yeah. We have to, we have time travel has to be hardy. It's serious. It's better business. just to cut all ties. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not yes. want to be a time traveler because I really want to have <clears throat> family and yeah. friends and stuff. <laughs> um, time travel has to have family and friends that travel with them. Yeah. In their hearts. That's to be time traveling families. Companions. Oh my god. <laughs> if you will. I will. The Doctor Who does. <laughs> um, okay, so about time travel literature, because I, I have um, physicists have actually hypothesized like ways out of time travel paradoxes, but we want to talk about that later when we're talking about tropes. So Okay. So I did some research on I, I mean and it's literally just kind of like a nice little surface search like yeah. you go into your google search or wikipedia uh-huh. or um you know some that's what we do equivalent. here you know yeah so but i it's really interesting because early time travel like stories about time travel there's like tons of them mm-hmm. and and in religious texts and i mean like you know in the bible the you know was it oh geez now i've forgotten uh, Sunday school, you have failed me. Is it Joshua or David who asked God to hold the sun still? You remember? I do not. Nope. Okay. I don't think I've ever read the Bible. Well, What's a Bible? <laughs> We're Satanists. It's, no, one of, <laughs> it's one of the earlier books. But yeah, so like, I, I think, it, uh, I want to, yeah. Anyways. Someone. Someone, I think, I want to say Joshua, but I have no, I, I cannot recall his name. There's just so many patriarchs. Yeah. Just so many dude names that I'd have to remember. But yeah, he like prays to God and, and, and God holds the sun still. Okay. In the sky, which, hmm. which is funny because, you know, when people talk about like taking the Bible literally, it's like, yeah, we know that. Like, that that cannot happen, right? Also, that would not result in time travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would just burn us up, actually. Exactly. Probably. You just killed the planet. Good job. Um, <laughs> but then even in the, like, the Talmud, which is, like, the, the Jewish, uh, one of the Jewish holy books, uh, more like, um, like, oral yeah. tradition, there's, um, Honi Chav Miguel. Oh. Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah. Um, who, who was another, he, like, you know, he was another guy who, like, basically, there was, like, this horrible drought, and everyone was like, oh, you go talk to God, and so he, <laughs> he, like, prayed, and, and God made it rain for him, but there's other stories about him, and he, basically, how he, like, slept for 70 years, oh. and then, you know, and then woke up, and every, and was like, hey, here I am, and I was like, oh, 
And, <laughs> and then, you know, so the ones, so those are some that I found that I, I hadn't really known about before, but then, like, the story of Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. Is, Seems um, to be a common theme, the sleep through. The, yeah, so, like, early examples are way more about, like, people um, either stepping out of their own plane. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, traveling to, uh, like, basically, like, another plane of existence, either to, like, where God is or to, like, another, kind of, almost like another dimension, and then returning and seeing that a lot of time has passed, or sleeping. Through it. Or sleeping through it. So, like, like, Rip Van Winkle, you know, has, like, the story is, like, he has this nagging wife who's always, you know, like, do this, do this, and do this, and he's just, like, over it, right? (laughs) And um, and then he goes up into the mountains, and so he sees these guys playing nine pins, which is, like, bowling. Oh, okay. And he's, like, they're all drinking ale, and he, like, hangs out with them, and then he falls asleep, and then, like, it's, like, some 90 years later or whatever. He wakes up Mm. and goes back to the village, and nobody believes who he is, and his, he had, like, one little, his, like, wife is dead, and his son is, like, fully grown and has you know, a wife now and like, and you know, but he's relatively unchanged. Like yeah. he grows up and I, you know, he has, it's a, he's got this big beard. long beard, which again is another thing that kind of just shows like the passage of time that yeah. it happened, but he's relatively unchanged. And it's weird too, because it's like avoiding responsibility. It's like this idea of like you interesting about like, yeah, it's like you, you don't want to deal with what you're dealing with. So you basically go into this like little hyper sleep coma. And then when you wake up, everything that you like were, you know, hard up on is gone, but you've also lost everybody and everything. So this, that's kind of a common theme too with the, like the fairy world, like Mm. people get kidnapped by fairies and they come back and there's, it's like years later. Yeah. And that's kind of a, a thing. What for that one book, um, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court? Do you know why he, like, what happened before he time traveled? Because I think that might be another example of like he can't deal with his life and so he time travels, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I you can look it up. Yeah, yeah, look it up really fast because I I didn't come across that one. We'll come back to it. Yeah, but there's some. Yeah, so they're very common themes, and so I was telling Emily beforehand there was one that I had I had heard of this story. It's a Japanese legend. Called um, Hiroshima Taro, and he is this like fisherman who sees these kids in his village, and they're like kind of bullying this little turtle, and he like shoes the kids away and releases the turtle back into the ocean, and then like, you know, like the next day or something, this giant turtle comes up and is like, "Hey man, like the king of the sea." So it's kind of almost like um, how I I describe it like. Because I do love The Little Mermaid. It's like an Atlantis thing. Yeah. And um, so the turtle comes back and offers to take him to the king. So he, like, gets in this, sits on this turtle and has, like, a little bubble that keeps him safe. And he lands in this, like, you know, underwater kingdom. And the king says, hey, that little turtle that you saved is my daughter. And because you're obviously, like, a good man and very compassionate, like, I want you, yeah. you know, to be here and blah, blah, blah. So he stays there for three days and and then it's like, hey, I really love it here, but I miss my family. I feel like I should tell them, like, yeah, you know, that what's happened to me. And so the princess, who's not a turtle anymore, by the way, <laughs> she's, she's a lady. She's but a lady. she, I guess, like when she came to the service, she was disguised as a turtle. Um, she's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna send you back, and she gives him this box, 
and says, you know, don't open this box. It will protect you while you're away. That always works. I know. Why would you even give him the box? (laughs) (laughs) Just keep it. It protects him, though, I guess. Like, she's like, so she's like, don't open it. Don't let anybody else open it. But, like, it will protect you while you're there. And then you can go find your family. Blah, blah, blah. So, anyways, he goes back to the shore, and it's 300 years later. And nobody, like... So he's he himself has basically become this legend of like oh yeah that old guy who like disappeared into the sea like mm. he just like kind of kidnapped walked, by turtles kidnapped by turtles and, like walked away into the sea and um you know he and, didn't and have so life then alert. like yeah and then I guess he's like really distressed and opens the box and what she had hidden in there was all of his old age <laughs> so she like captured his old age and put it in the box and then as soon as he opened it he became an old man again and but there died. there are stories that are very similar to that like there's also like um. Kind of like a Celtic story called, yeah. like, again, my pronunciation of these things because I'm not a linguist or whatever, but it's called, like, um, Ocean, mm-hmm. which is very similar where it's, like, this woman falls in love with this man, but she's, like, not of this world and, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of, like, take, like, kind of pulls her yeah. into, like, another dimension and then when he returns, like, in the, the Celtic tale, uh, she, the guy, when he returns to Ireland or um, his home... He's riding her horse, and then when he gets off the horse, he becomes, like, an old man. So, instead of, like, a box, it's her horse, which I guess represents... uh Uh-huh. Represents the, like, magic and the power of the other dimension he went to. So, that's, like, that's mostly what I found, and it's it's really cool just seeing how similar it is, because, you know, we talk... I think we've mentioned before how, like, you can go across a lot of cultures and you can find a lot of narratives yeah a lot of the it's basically like the same story with like smaller yeah details like swapped out yeah did you Um, find what the yeah he gets bumped on the head and wakes up (laughs) damn damn yeah but um and then well along came then H.G. Wells' time machine that was like the first Mm, like actual scientific thought about time travel and kind of practical time travel. He travels into the future, doesn't he? Like, way mm-hmm. past. Well, he. I think he travels into the past. The time machine? Yeah, the time machine. Does he, he travel into the future? Like, way, way in the future. He does both. Yeah, I think he, he does both. I think he originally travels to the past, and he's trying to, isn't he trying to save his, his lover? Yeah. I have no idea. I've never read it. I read it a really long time ago, so now I'm trying to remember the sequence yeah. of events. But it's like he travels, like something happens and he becomes obsessed with like traveling to the past to try and change the events of things and then he realizes like no matter what he does, it like faded, you know, so it's kind of like this fate versus, yeah, you know, free will sort of thing where it's like no matter what he does, the bad thing still happens. It just happened in a different way. So it's like you can't escape. Okay. Like, this event is meant to happen, and it's going to happen. You might change how. Yeah. And then and then he gets, like, thrown into the future. Okay. Yeah. And that's what the, where the Morlocks come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, and then there's this really, which I think both of you would really like. Yeah. Um, this was written in, like, 1958 by Robert um, Heinlein. Oh, yeah, Heinlein. Yeah. Called All You Zombies. Hmm. Oh. So, this, guys, good. this was the best. I'm like kind of want to find it and read it now, and I probably could have done that before today, but I got wrapped up in other stuff. Sorry, Whatever, we have but the story is. I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna tell you guys what it's yeah. about. The basis of this is like a time travel like loop, like the circular, like inescapable yeah. time travel loop, where this hermaphroditic man mm-hmm. travels through time. Yeah, 
Oh, I think I know where... Yeah, so he's like... So, yeah, so he's... He impregnates himself and then becomes... And then, then gets pregnant, right? And then after the birth, doctors have to, like, kind of do, like, surgery to remove the, like, female genitalia because it was so traumatic. So yeah. then so then he's just... A dude. A dude. And then he meets this guy at a bar who, like... So it's it's basically, like, he is his own parents. <laughs> what? Because he... Ta- so he travels... He travels back in time and impregnates his female self. His female self. And then gives birth to himself. It's ridiculous. That's awesome. And so the line, um, he's like, I he's like, I, I know where I came from. Who are all you zombies? So that's where the title comes from. <laughs> it's really misleading because it's not about, not about zombies. zombies. Although we as, have, I feel like we're contractually obligated to mention zombies every podcast. <laughs> sponsored by zombies. Sponsored by zombies. Yeah. So it's like, and it was one of those things where like, I mean, I read, I read a lot of it, but it was mostly like, almost like a synopsis where it like breaks it down for you because like I, I would read some shit and I was just like, <laughs> if you, and you can't see me, but I'm shaking my head with a frowny face because I'm just like I don't I don't even know. I don't so know. I kind of when I was reading it, it was kind of like with the breakdown where it's like okay, step one, <laughs> be a hermaphrodite. <laughs> like step two, like you know, travel back in time, travel back in time, and have sex with yourself, and then give birth to yourself. It's crazy. Well, it's really a, crazy. As a side note, I was looking up some literature, uh, some time travel literature as well, and a lot of these time travel literature that was written there's one that was written in like the end of the 19th century the 1890 something and then there was another that was written in like 1906 and both of them you they time travel forward in time to 1997 like nice. the same year it was like the year of time travels just so far <laughs> into the future we were kind of talking about something like that last night where Gabe uh, our brother was like describing a book he'd seen where someone is on the, in with the TV trips calls a stable time loop. Which yes. Is what we're going to talk about next, I think. But basically, you, he li- the guy in the story lived for 25 years and then went back 25 years and then lived 25 years and went back 25 years. Yeah. And he was doing this forever, but he also then eventually found a woman who was doing the same thing and so they were kind of happy. But like, I was thinking, would be interesting if like they, like maybe on the 20, 20th year, they had a child together who would then live, you know, their life for like 50 years and then go back and then, so like they would be like this intergenerational like looping people <laughs> lifetime loop and like maybe that child would find another one that's looping here comes like, Tom again god damn it <laughs> that's right we've done this before like, but like you know how many times have I given birth to this child yeah well, that's a good question you could have like a bunch of different kids I think I would opt out kids. of having babies if it meant I had to have babies every 25 every <laughs> sure. well the thing is that he he has a heart attack when he's 45 no matter what he does oh, yeah. and then he comes back as when he's 25 mm-hmm. and he kind of does this loop again and like the first couple of times he tries to like oh so it's not like an active choice be like think I'm time traveling no, now no, it's no. like he dies and then starts and then he over. comes back yeah at 25 nice which is an interesting story I think yeah I just like the idea of like the the it's like generational in the way that like mm-hmm. humans live yeah but also, it just happens to go, like, back, like, loop. <laughs> I, it, it, this has very little to do with it, but it reminds me of the, that comic of, it's, uh, Where's Waldo and Carmen Sandiego, and they have a baby, oh, and yeah. it's like, oh, where is it? <laughs> like, where's the baby? Holy crap! It's, like, generational. Oh, my God, yeah. that'd be amazing. The last thing I wanted to mention is, is called Anno 7603, which is written 
in like 1781. Yeah. And the only reason I feel like it bears like any mention, so it's a, a Norwegian Danish poet wrote it, and it's about uh, time traveling into the future. Mm. And like 1997. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I had like that'd be hilarious. It's actually, like, it's, like, one of his lesser poems, like, that people, you know, it, at the time, it was written, like, in the 1700s, it was very, like, uh, like, nobody really cared about it. Yeah. And the reason why is because when they traveled to the future, all gender roles were, like, swapped. Ah. So, like, the, it, you know, so it kind of became, like, a matriarchy, and they're, like, women yes. were, you I'm know, ready going, for the matriarchy. Oh, man, yeah. And so... <laughs> It was, you know, so I was like, oh, that's really interesting that this guy had these thoughts at the time, and then, of course, they were kind of, like, poo-pooed, and, yeah. you know, because he'd written other things that people were like, oh, yeah, we're, like, way more yeah, aware of uh, his other works, and it's hard to find oh, that particular play. It was written as a play. Oh. So this man and woman travel into the future, and then she's like, my people! <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I can yes. find it. I mean, Dream. one would assume. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's... It's interesting because obviously, like, you know, the examples I've given, like, the Japanese, like, that's a legend. Yeah. You know, that was written during, like, feudal Japan. Like, it's it's yeah. insane that, like, people have actually, like, thought about this stuff and it's like, oh, yeah, like, what if? Yeah. Stay with me. <laughs> Stay with me. Here. Women were in we charge. We travel to the future and it's like, ladies are in charge. <laughs> And then everyone's like, no, no. No. I'm here if you want to talk. I'm here if you I want mean, to talk. I but, mean, but honestly, like, they probably didn't even, like, get that freaked out. They're like, what a great work of fiction. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Not my favorite. Not <laughs> <laughs> what were men are in charge. Yeah. <laughs> but, I would read that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the people are clamoring for. That's right. But, like, even, like, 1984, which... Takes place in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a tough drop of notes. Yeah, and you have, like, Big Brother, like... You know, but the, like, the idea that it's like, yeah, it's like most of the time people can imagine, it, like, that's probably, you know, talking about science fiction. It's like, oh, yeah, let's just, why not make ladies in charge of anything? Because it's science fiction. <laughs> so sad. Time travel fiction. into the future. Well, um, I, we can talk about tropes while we're talking about media also. Like, what, there's, I have a list. Because at first I was like, there isn't that many time travel media, but then I was like, there's a shit ton. Yes. <laughs> so, a quantum um, I was thinking the other day, like, it just occurred to me, Sliders, do you remember that TV show? No, see, this is something I want to make a distinction about. It's okay. not time travel, it's jumping dimensions. Oh, it's dimension, Right, okay. and so Rick and Morty also fits that mold. They're not time traveling. Rick and Morty, I don't know what that is. Seriously, it's the funniest TV show in the world. Holy shit, guys, it's we're going to so pause good. now <laughs> so, we can, so we can learn Emily something. It's created by Dan Harmon, the creator of Community. Okay. And it's like if every episode took place in the Imaginarium. Yes! And like... Sign me up. It's Let's just crazy. It. And it's animated and it's like adult animation. It's, it's hilarious. We're going to oh, watch some after Yeah, I'll check because, it out. Yeah. But like that's also uh, dimension hopping and it's not time travel. Okay. So, so we'll avoid dimension hopping. Yeah, that's a different thing. Okay. The, we can have elements of both. I watched Mr. Peabody and Sherman yesterday. Oh, yeah? Was it good? It was so was cute. Time travel? Ah, it was so cute. I want to see it. And I I watched some episodes, you know, like the old school cartoon. Yeah. Um, I watched some of that when I was younger, but not really. Um, but, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I totally forgot. One of the things I totally forgot, if that even is a thing, is that they, so 
Mr. Peabody is a dog. Yeah. And he is, like, highly intelligent, blah, blah, blah. And he gets to adopt this little boy. And he becomes, like, obsessed with, like, his education and wanting him to have, like, you know, the best of everything. And so he builds this time machine that he calls the way back. The way back. Which I is great. Cute, yeah. And so so he takes his son, Sherman, on these like little adventures back in time Aww. so that he can like learn things firsthand. And it's really like kind of adorable because then he goes to his like first day of school and they're talking about, you know, the uh, the teacher holds up a picture and she's like, who knows who this is? And of course Sherman raises his hand and is like, oh, it's George Washington. And everyone's like, oh, good job. And, and he's like, what kind of tree did George Washington chop down? And then Sherman raises his hand and is like, that's, or this little girl raises her hands like a cherry tree. And Sherman's like, that's not true. That's actually made up. And he also said that he couldn't lie. It was just a story made up to like teach children a lesson about lying. <laughs> and everybody's like, how do you know, how do you know that? And so it kind of comes out. He's like, George Washington told me. <laughs> so, you know, so that's kind of cute. That's and then they go on these like little misadventures through. I'm going to tell my, my future hypothetical children to tell people that George Washington told them. <laughs> yeah. Like, George Washington told me how to do this. So. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, you know, yeah. kind of the opposite of that. I, I cannot tell a lie. That, but. but yeah, it was like, it was really cute. And I thought like how they did some things were like really witty. And, and it also brought up some things about like what we know about history. Like it, if we could time travel back in time to certain things like because one of the one of the people that they visit in the movie is they go to um, the period right before the French Revolution mm-hmm. and um, you know I'm talking about like Marie Antoinette and Marie Antoinette was basically like the first victim of bad PR yeah or like one of the first victims of bad PR yeah. I guess well documented you know where like you know like we know the, so. yeah like the way we look at it now we can see how like oh that you know, that poor woman, like, we can have some compassion for her, but at the time, like, nobody had compassion for her. She, like, ran France into into debt, and yeah. it's like, man, if we had, if we had a time machine, could and should we, you know, it brings up that demoralism. I was like, could we, could we learn better about these people, and then, like, let things play out as they did, but just gain more knowledge from yeah. it? Or should we, like, intervene in some ways and be like, hey, guess what? If you literally just, like, send out an edict for more bread for your people, you won't get decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you're about to get decapitated. It's funny because Stephen Hawking has very famously said that time travel is impossible, because if it were um, possible, we'd be overrun by tourists from the future. Mm-hmm. Which is true. I mean, like, if so, at some point somebody invents a time machine, like, of course they're going to come back. So his theory is that either it's impossible or it's so difficult to do that it takes a lot of resources and so not many people do it. But what Which is kind of like the butterfly effect. Yeah. Where it's implied like only like super rich people. Yeah. Who can afford the expense of it. Well, the time travel. Actual. The movie? The short story. Oh, okay. I, they made it into a movie, but the short story. Okay. Is, well, actual physicists have hypothesized resolutions to these time paradoxes. Like, for instance, if you go back and try and kill your parents, like, none of us are going to do that. But if that is, you know, what you're trying to do, are you going to, like, delete from existence because you're killing the people who birthed you before you're born so the one one resolution is that the past is set you have no free will you cannot change it and no matter what you do you can't change the event which is kind of like the time machine like what we were talking about like well if, if it's going to happen it, even if you, you might change how but yeah. it will so still happen well, tropes actually has funny names for all these things that we're yeah. talking about and i just want to keep bringing them up There's yes one please called you can't fight fate which is exactly what you yeah, just talked about the time machine um, they know the the reverse is you can't change the future, 
which is like, except the, it's the future, it's not the past. Yeah. Um, the stable time loop is where we were talking about where you keep going back because whatever you did it in the past, creates the it thing creates that the, happens. that makes it go yeah. forward. Well, yeah, so that that is the second thing that they um, say. So when you attempt to change the past, a mysterious and yet no, and as of yet unknown force stops you and changes. Um, so you can change the past, but only within limits. That's what you were talking about. Like you go back to change the time and you change it, but then the thing that happens happens anyway. Yeah. And that is actually um, the the quote that I have for that is: "There's a law that prevents me from walking on the ceiling, although I might not. I might want to. Hence, there would be a law preventing you from killing your parents before you were born." even though we don't know what it is. Like, we can't conceive of that law right now, but mm. that's because we don't time travel. So that was the, sec- the second one. And the last one is, uh, you can change the past, but your actions create a split in the universe. So you're no longer changing your past, but the past of someone who is genetically identical to you who lives in a parallel universe. And they have that one called the ultimate timeline. Yeah. That's awesome. So basically what would happen is it, it's a, uh, every time you go back your presence there is changing something. So that splits off into a separate timeline. So you're from this timeline, and now you're in this timeline. So no matter what you do, it won't change your future, but it'll change the future of this new timeline, which you can stay in. Like, the best, like, kind of route I've said is, like, every day you're posed with a question, and you either say yes to that question or no to that question. Mm. So if you say no, now you're going off on this new track, whereas, like, yeah, there's some, like, there's a version of you that did say yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're exist like, Coexisting peacefully, but you're doing like the opposite things. Yeah, like yeah. to think there's like and that, that fits pretty well with drugged the, out Lauren somewhere. The, uh, just <laughs> with the uh, Doctor Who kind of thing, where yeah. like some things are changeable and some things aren't. Although like, recently they've been the getting a lot more fuzzy about what is changeable and what yeah. is not. It used to be much more clear, but yeah, that, that show uh, that it's gone downhill. Brought, yeah. brought it to America, put a lot of money into it, yeah. and they're like. Just let's do whatever we want. And then it got gotcha. It, that was the thing that really uh, made me like know that it is getting bad is because they started doing these gotcha things. Yeah. Like, somebody got shot. Oh my god! And then the after the commercial break, actually, it wasn't them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like that was unnecessary. This is a very good show, and you have a lot of good things going on. Like you don't need to do this. Exactly. Well, it's like when we were talking about Star Trek too. It's like. The, the thing that, like, I think a lot of people really like about Star Trek is the fact that, like, yes, it's it's kind of impossible science, but there's still, like, kind of there's using... There's science. There's still and science there's rules, there. yeah. And there are rules, exactly. And there's, like, distinct rules. And so when you start taking... Like, if you were to take that away, it'd be like, actually, bullshit, 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 exactly. bullshit. Exactly. You know, and I think... I agree with you guys. It's kind of how Doctor Who happened because it's, like, one, you have to have, like, the Doctor's, like, moral code be consistent which also erodes over time yeah, exactly yeah well and and then and he's then a different the, doctor you know, so you can kind certain of principles that, still right but like certain principles right have to have to remain constant because otherwise yeah it's just it jumps the shark and right and that's the problem is that when something gets to the point like when a tv show like that gets to the point where it doesn't uh honor its own rules anymore, it becomes really hard to take it seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to suspend disbelief at a certain point, like, at the beginning of the show to, like, get the rules down, but then once you lay down the rules, unless you, like, come up with a really good reason to change them, that, like, takes a long time to build and, like, is, like, a big deal when you change the rules, This is Calvin Ball. You can't change the rules and then pretend you didn't. Yeah. You know Calvin Ball? Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. You set a rule and you have to stick by it. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think Josh Whedon's really good at this. Like, yeah. he he'll set rules, but then he'll make 
he'll he'll lead up to a change in the rules over the course of a season or over the course of like a few episodes. So it's not like a uh, an instantaneous thing where you just suddenly they don't apply anymore. Yeah. It's more like oh this my has been god, coming. yeah. Like if I had seen it's, the signs, it's actually developed exactly. Like literally, like through the characters in the story, but like the characters are figuring these things out too it's not suddenly like oh by the way did you guys know that I can do this now exactly I can totally do this yeah. it's like they're kind of like this is weird like when mm-hmm. did I start feeling this way it's a way? plot point that it's is great. a part of the change of the story not just like yeah. we got bored with this rule right. let's change it mm-hmm. and I think especially with time travel because there's so mm-hmm. much like you were saying there's so much disbelief that you have to suspend yeah. to even go along with it in the first place yeah, I mean, that we like, need that concrete kind of thing to hold on to while we're traveling around in these yeah yeah, it's like, we're totally fine with, like, time-traveling uh, phone box that is apparently, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gigantic on the inside. But, you know, when you start talking about rips in space-time, and then you can't change your own timeline, but except that you can. Yeah, like, occasionally like, you do all the time. Yeah, all the time now, so. Well, another one, uh, time travel is Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Would we consider that a time travel? Oh, you know, I feel like, I mean, okay, now I've only Spoiler ever seen alert. the original... <laughs> Planet of the Beast. Yeah. Um, I've never seen... I, I've not seen the new one, at least all the way through, and I've never seen any of the, like, prequels the, or yeah. whatever. I but feel like I've seen... I think that kind of goes along with what we were talking about, because this isn't the idea is that the, these astronauts go into exactly, space. Exactly, yeah. You know, so this is, like... This kind of borders oh, on actual, like, science That's here. right. Yeah. They, they orbit... Or they go out, and they come back at speed of light, and come back, and it's, like, 100,000 years later on Earth. So the yeah. twist at the end is that he's like, oh, my God, am I on some weird planet? No, it's not. It's Earth. And they you blew it up. dirty apes. Goddamn dirty apes. Right. Yeah. And so I don't... Like, I would consider that time travel... Well, I don't know. Like, I, I guess you so. are traveling in time, but yeah. like... Well, I think it is, because we're talking about, like, the evolution of a species. Like, the continuation of the yeah. evolution of a species. Well, well like, you can do that on Earth by just standing still for a long enough. Right, right? but he... <laughs> okay. No, I'm saying he's, he's flashing forward. Yeah. So he, he like, leaves... It's from his perspective. Right. But, like, the story from the Earth's perspective would be very different. Yeah. Right, right. Well, but that's... Okay, he's the main character, though. Yeah, yeah. There's another similar... Um, there's a series... Yeah. <laughs> There's a series, uh, the Dragon Riders of Fern, which is yeah. I really appreciate that series because it starts out like straight up fantasy. Like there's people who ride dragons and <laughs> they live on this planet, and you're like, okay, this is clearly not you know anything connected to us. It's a fantasy world. But then after you read like literally like ten books down the road, you realize <laughs> you start seeing these things. There's like a spaceship on the like they find this thing, but they don't know what it is, and they're describing it. And you're like, holy shit, that's a spaceship, <laughs> and you're like, what? And then they and it's just this mind blowing moment when they walk into the spaceship and they're like, these are all of our I ancestors remember, yeah. <laughs> here in this memory data bank, and like we remember them in stories and song, but this is like a picture of that person, and their voice is here, and, and, and it's like, just like fifteen books into the series, they start like learning all the technology from, like, the, the previous generations and learn, like, biomechanics and stuff. Yeah, and, and like, they, they bioengineered these dragons because they used to be, like, dog-sized, like, uh, reptiles? things. Reptiles? Yeah. Reptiles. They could fly and they could also breathe fire, but they were, like, really small. They were, like, the size of a hawk. And But then they bred these dragons to be, like, gigantic oh, because the, there's this, like, um, spore that rains down onto the planet and it eats everything. So if the dragons don't kill the spore before it touches the ground then the whole planet will be eaten up by the spore so they the, that's why the dragon riders are important because they protect the rest of the world and they 
uh, fight the spore, and it, it's a really good series. Yeah, I read a bunch of those too. <laughs> at, at some point, the the first book starts, and there's like the dragon population has dwindled, and the no one is there's like these holds, which is where the dragons are, or the weirs. That's where the dragons are, but only one is still functional. The rest of them all disappeared, mm-hmm. and nobody knows why. It was like fifty years ago. And spoiler alert, at the end of the book, the main character goes back in time and asks all of the dragon wears from back in the day to come forward in time because there's no there's um there's no dragons. And she's like, Well, this is what happened, this is why they're not there, is because I asked them to come forward in time. And so the whole mystery is solved when she comes forward in oh, time. It's a it's a it's a time loop. Yeah, it's a time loop. <clears throat> yeah, it's. So um, they're like, oh, where are all the dragons? Oh, wait, I took that. away all it's the called, people who are breeding the dragons. It's called you already changed the past. <laughs> yeah, you already changed the past. And nice. They, yeah. <laughs> so and then later on, to get more dragons, they send a couple of dragons back in time, back in time, to an unpopulated continent, and they like establish a weird there, and then. They like get a note from them at in the, the same future. time in the future, but it's a huge population of dragons now. By the way, we got your dragons. Yeah, we got your dragons. <laughs> I just feel bad for these dragons who are just pawns in this game. <laughs> the dragons are the ones who can travel back in time. Well, and they've got go. all sorts of like telepathy. Yeah, they've like, got they, telepathy. They're like honored members of society. That's can they talk? They kind can, of. but they're they're like animals. They, but they talk can still... to their person. Right? Yeah, they talk to their person. Um, they're they're, they're oh, so almost like a like a demon. Presupposed, a demon, yeah, like, yeah, like oh yeah, in yeah, the yeah. dark materials. Where yeah, it's like, like it's kind of rude to talk to someone else. Yeah, yeah, but then there's some people who can talk to all the dragons. Ah. It's it's a good shit series. It is. I like that was. It's like pop sci or pop uh, fantasy. Yeah. Book. Well, when I was a kid, I didn't really like to read a lot, and and like now I really like to read. But the first time I remember enjoying reading was reading an Anne McCaffrey. These books are by Anne McCaffrey. An Anne McCaffrey short story in like a, a compilation for school, and that was like that was it. <laughs> I, I read all. Races. I've read fifty of her books. Fifty, and I have but not. That she's read 50, or written fifty. I mean, well, she's written more. I haven't read all. Yeah. Some of it is just like there's a, a unicorn girl. Like I. That was a little bit beyond me. <laughs> she doesn't time travel, too. so... Yeah, uh, yeah. she has the sci-fi series which with people with telepathy. They were just all really good books. But anyway, yeah. that that was a huge aspect of that, was time travel. And I just remembered that this day. That's awesome. Yeah. But, um... So, did, go uh, on. Oh, did either of you watch Project Almanac? I know Matthew hasn't. Nope. No, I... Well, part of it is because it's on... I don't think it's in theaters anymore. Yeah. yeah. I and think then it's, hard it's to not get in too. Redbox now, so I wasn't able to like watch it before yeah. this. Oh, That's okay. Good. But it's it's really good. It's um basically this guy sees a picture from his or he sees a video from his tenth birthday and he's like, Well that's me and they're like, Yeah, that's it's your tenth birthday. He's like, No no no, that's adult me in the background, like looking really stunned right there. And so he later finds his dad's laboratory in the basement and he has plans for a time machine. And so he built, and this is all done with, um, it's like a video essay for MIT. Huh. So he's like trying to get into MIT and he's recording everything so that he can um, show them like, hi, this is the, and I want to be in MIT and et cetera, et cetera. And it's really good. Hold on a second. We're going to pause. <coughs> all right. So we're, we're back. And um, I also wanted to talk about. Yeah, Project Online is really awesome because 
it just it's very subtle and it's done with the hand cam and it's just it's really good but then there's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures which are amazing which is a very good um Let's see. Doctor Who, we talked about already. Doctor Who, which I do love, except in the time machine as a book, but also as a movie. Right. Yeah. What's the um, the one that te- that book series, The Wheel of Time or something? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Wrinkle in Time. Maybe. I don't know. I've never, I've read, never read a Wrinkle in Time, you guys. I feel like <laughs> I have the worst gaps in some of my education. I haven't either. I have it, but Me I've either. never yeah. read it. Everyone's got a few of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, you know, you're like, oh, everybody had to read that in, like, such and such grade. And it's like, I, I did it. <laughs> well, there's this great video game, actually, that I love. Oh, yeah. Called Citizen Science. Well, also the one you're thinking of. But um, <laughs> Citizen Science is, it's this really cool educational game where you have to save this lake. You So, basically, you're a kid and the lake is... There's a term for it that I clearly didn't play the game long enough to learn, but it's gone into, it's in it's a in terrible trouble. shape. It's yeah. in trouble. You have to help it. So this muskrat is like, well, you're going to go back in time. Muskrat is helping you. And like, we're going to go back in time and we're going to fix it. So you go back in time and you, you go to a scientist and you find out this research. So you find out information and then you take all the information and you put it in an argument and you give it to the people who need to change their habits. And then they change their habits, and it all works out. But then, when you go back in time, you go back to your original time. Um, so, the pro- like, the present, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like, where, where you left from? Yeah. Okay. And the lake is supposed to be fine, but the lake is still shitty. <laughs> and you're like, what happened? And it turns out the muskrat betrayed you. I knew it! Because <laughs> muskrat like it when the lake is shitty. Like, that's uh. their preferred, you know, thing. So then you have to go back, back in time. And change it again. And shoot the muskrat in the <laughs> face. <laughs> in the face. And then taxidermy it. Taking a poop. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. And but like, sh- you had to shame the muskrat. There's that one, the, the citizen science. And then there's also Braid, mm-hmm. which they that use really that um, time travel thing, which we've talked about enough, so. Yeah. But Braid is excellent because I think, it, like, the common theme between a lot of the things that we've talked about, whether it's the, the science you know, the actual physics of it versus, you know, early literature and other films and stuff is it gives you, like, time travel is all about perspective and how we as human beings really, we feel regret. Yeah. Like, no other creature, you know? And so we we reminisce on things and we were like, if only I had said this or if only I had done this. And so I think Braid is a really good example of that, like, perspective. It's like, are you... Are you helping somebody or are you hurting somebody? Yeah. And, you know, it's all about, like, changing up your... Are you the hero or are you the villain? Right. And, um, which is... So that's, like, really the only thing I want to say about that. Is and we've talked about it before in the past. I yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good we, example, we have, though. But, yeah. yeah. That's actually really interesting that time travel narratives are all about changing perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought... Because I was trying... That was one of the big questions. Like, what is it that about time travel that is so attractive? I mean, for me, part of it is that, like to go back into the past because I was like I took Latin for four years so I would love to go back to the Roman Empire and see all that and just all these things like that's very interesting but there's more to it than that that's not it but maybe it is about like the regrets and nostalgia and like going yeah changing things it's like the ultimate what if you know yeah and I think the thing about perspective is important because like in time travel 
all you you don't change. No one else changes. Nothing changes. It's just that your perspective, like the perspective of you or anyone else, is different. Like it basically puts you in a different place. You know, like yeah, you, yeah, a different place in time, or puts the traveler in a different place in time, yeah. and like gives them knowledge that they didn't have or yeah. It's don't often have. not like changing something that happened, but like de- uh, imparting knowledge that someone yeah. didn't have. Yeah. And then changing. Like, it is about changing your perspective. Like, if we, could, and... if we could solely... Like, if time travel were possible and was, like, economically sustainable, so it wasn't <laughs> just for the, like, exceedingly wealthy, you Yeah, know? It's like, could we, as a human race, have the, like, moral aptitude to go back in time to learn? Oh, no, we not are to not alter. to be trusted with time machines. Right, exactly. Like, I really we, we learn from it and not alter it. And I think the answer is, like, no. Yeah. I think that, like, maybe, maybe there would be somebody... There'd be, like, the idealistic person who would want the, re- you know, it's like, oh, I just want to do so much research. Imagine all the things that yeah. we don't know that we're just speculating on and we're just finding little bits and pieces of it and trying to hypothesize. We could learn those things. And then there's always somebody who's like, yeah, but then we would go back and shoot Hitler because that would change everything. So, and apparently, it's like, Hitler Ugh. has a time, he's got, like, a time force field. I'm going to read it right here. Wait. <laughs> yes. This is, on, uh, <clears throat> this is on TV Tropes. They said that Hitler has... Uh, Oh my god, I had it a second ago. But that's a that's a big trope, though. It's the let's kill Hitler. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Right, Everyone yeah. wants to go to that and do that immediately. And there's some reason... Well, there's not a reason, but just it always never works out properly. Like, he never gets killed, or if he gets killed, it's worse in the end. I like the idea that he has a time shield. Yeah, he basically really has funny. a time yeah. shield. Like, a meta-narrative about Hitler having a time shield. That's really funny. It's, I think yeah. it's really funny, too. And it's, like, it's, you know, accepted throughout all these narratives. Yeah. Like, you know, every time you try, it's just... It's like has a time shield. Yeah, and like it's accepted by authors that have never met each other. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny. And I've also think too, like I I mean, regardless of what your opinions are in the afterlife, I I you'd have to believe that like Hitler's probably not in a good place right now. <laughs> but I'd like to think of him just being like, Man, seriously, like everybody would travel back in time to kill me? Like maybe he'd have like a little bit of remorse. Like maybe he'd be like, man, I am, I'm actually like a bad person. Yeah. I am like the worst quite literally because that's like the first thing that everybody talks about doing at the head of time machine. Let's go Hitler. Yeah. I I was writing this time travel uh, story and I really, I like the way it turned out, but the first thing they try and do is to kill Hitler and they like almost starve and they get captured by the SS and they keep on going back and back and back and trying to like do this and they're just like it's not gonna happen like <laughs> it's like do over do over do, do over, over. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Yeah, whatever <laughs> yeah so it's called the, the Hitler time travel exemption <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's another one um, another trope is like it's not a trope I just have in bold letters here, do not violate the Prime Directive. I was about to say, yeah. I was waiting for in, like an in, and you guys kept gabbing on, Sorry. so now I'm going to talk about fucking Star Trek. Yes, let's talk about Star Trek. Everyone be quiet for about ten minutes while I pontificate <laughs> about Star Trek. On Star Trek. Because I'll tell you what, they do a really good job about dealing with time travel paradoxes, yeah. and like what they call the temporal Prime Directive, not going back and changing the... The time I didn't line. know time travel was a thing in Star Trek. Yeah, it happens. You can go around the sun and like you go back and you get a whale. You know? That's right. I remember that. Yeah. You go, wait, you go back and what? Get a whale. Time in the Star one Trek where they time traveled back in time to the sixties yeah, and then like, they save a whale. Oh. Yeah. There's like some deadly. Oh. Probe. <laughs> that was like I really. <laughs> there's some deadly probe that like speaks in whale tongue and they there no whales exist anymore on Earth. So they have to go and get one from the past. I totally did not remember the plot. I just yeah. remembered that they just like kidnapped a whale, basically. basically yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. 
But they also go back in time a lot, just in general. Uh, and uh, what's but there's like all these things, like especially in um, in Enterprise, the series like that no one watched. <laughs> yeah, about I the first Enterprise, um, they have these time incursions by different people, like by the Federation in the future. They don't they don't fly starships anymore. They fly time ships, and like what? Yeah, they like capture members of the, the crew and bring them onto the this, the time ship, and they're like, listen, you need to do a certain thing right now, and like you need to stay alive until this point what? because. It's cool. So crazy. I want to see the Timeship Enterprise. Timeship Enterprise. And there's yes. like there's like a uh, and there is one like in the show. Yeah. Like they go aboard it and it's awesome. <laughs> and there's like a temporal war going on in the end of the show between like other factions and like they're all going back and incur- incursion in, incursioning into different <laughs> timelines <laughs> to try and make themselves more powerful in the current war. Yeah. That's that could get really crazy really fast. Yeah, well, and there's another episode where in Voyager, where there's this guy that creates this time altering device, uh, the Kremen Imperium, and he's actually played by uh, the dad on that '70s show. So every time yes. I see that episode, I'm like, haha, you. <laughs> Are you serious? I can't yeah. even handle that. He's yeah, got red. dots on his forehead, and so he's an alien. That's but like, awesome. the point dots is, dots on his forehead, alien, uh, racist. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, but he like will go. He goes around and he just like. Blasts planet with this time ray and like deletes entire civilizations. So oh, that, what a dick! <laughs> so that his civilization becomes more powerful. Right. But he, but the calculations are all off. So every once in a while he'll do it, and his civilization will become less powerful. But his ship is temporarily shielded from all the changes. Mm. And so the Voyager episode, they go into this person's space, and they at first encounter this Imperium that have temporal rockets that just blow the Voyager Voyager to shit. They just blow it out of the water, and it's a two episode series. And, like, it's so dramatic. Like, everyone dies, and, like, everything goes bad, and, like, Voyager's almost destroyed. But time travel! But time travel! And, like, what they do... <laughs> and, like, the reason the guy's doing it is because he wants to, like, recreate this one colony where his wife lives. Okay. Because, like, the first time he used oh, his weapon... Oh, of course! Yeah, it, it deleted that part of their, their history. Oh. And so he's like, I'm not coming back until... That it's happens, bad. and they've been doing it for like centuries, just oh, deleting God. races here and there, and like I can't help but think re- like emerging them. Yeah, it's really cool. I really like that. Wow, episode. it's also okay. But I'm not done yet. Okay, sorry, we're still what, talking. What did I say time. about? I have ten <laughs> minutes. Uh, so what happens is that um, Janeway crashes her ship into the Krenum time ship and destroys it, and that's called the reset buttons. Characters go through a world of crap, or somebody changes history, and they resort to try to fix it. And then they they destroy the time travel machine and everything just like pops back into place. When you're done with Star Trek, I have something to say about the reset button. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I think I'm done with Star Trek now. But the point is, Star Trek does has a lot of time travel and it's very interesting. And they Star do a Trek good awesome. job about trying to maintain the temporal prime directive, mm-hmm. which is what got me out. Temporal prime directive, and it goes back to what we were saying. Like they set a precedent, and then they they have consistency. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. So. I want to go on this little rant real quick. There's, there's <laughs> a, real quick. There's a series, and it's a fantasy series. of like swords and, and magic and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's a great series. One book comes out every four years. And I love it. But the most recent book that came out is 800 pages. I was super excited because I've been waiting four years for this book. And like everything, it was a really dramatic point in the story, and I just was really excited. But in this fucking book, I swear <laughs> to God, the main character travels in time 2,000 years in the future. 
And then, so all of the shit that was happening is just no longer relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is no longer relevant. And I'm like, what the shit? And, like, some of the characters from this past one, like, affect change in... You kind of see their future, kind of, by going... That's really far into the future. It is really far into the future. And they're basically legends. Like, nobody even knows exactly um, what happened at that time. Because she's, like, in medieval time, and they're in, like post-industrial England time. There, it's like steampunk. It was a steampunk book, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this author wanted to write a steampunk book and she decided to take it out on us. <laughs> we should do a, an episode about that. About yeah. yeah. Um, but so, <coughs> so they're in this steampunk world and I'm like trying to wrap my head around this and the main character is like a knight in a steampunk world and it's just like, okay, all right. And finally I get in the groove and it's a really, in- she's a good writer and it's a very interesting story. And she, like, you know, the main character, she falls in love with this guy, and she gets pregnant, and, like, all sorts of things happen. At the end, it is a reset you, button. Oh, my God. I was going to say, back in time. Dream, I'm gonna... Yeah. Goes back in time, wakes up, like, a, a month after the last book ended. Nothing has changed. She's not pregnant anymore. She barely remembers what happened. And I'm like, what the she, fuck was your that? I just wanted to write a, a steampunk steam novel. And I was yeah. like, that's great. Write a steampunk novel, but don't... Don't ruin my story. Because <laughs> now you have to wait she's another like, four years. Right, she just like shoehorned it in. And at the end of the book, I she must have spent like a summer working at this mill from the industrial era because she's like, if you want to see the mill that was inspired, this is a story. I want to see that mill and I want to burn it down. <laughs> like, I am so angry with this mill right now. <laughs> like, it was a good story and it was like really interesting. But it could have been separate though. Like, she could yeah. have just made it a And I think um, what was really uh, the only thing that came out of that is that now she has a like this forgotten love and she also has she knows that one of the good characters is going to turn bad and that's basically it (laughs) and like you already kind of knew that so it's just like (sighs) so I'm just really pissed off about it and I I wanted to return like I don't usually return books after I've read them because I feel like that's morally ambiguous like you read a book because I can read a book in like a day and be like oh yeah this was the wrong book yeah you know but I I wanted to return it and set it on fire I was 800 800 pages like of my life right there you're like I don't even want this I want the next book to come out and just skip over right let's talk about some more time travel uh movies maybe or TV shows or whatever yeah we don't have to really go in depth on all of them but we should mention them just so that people know that they yeah. exist like They're... for instance uh, I got two that I really like Looper is one what was that about? Uh, it's about this these mafia guys who figure out a way of going back in time uh, but the thing is that like they're they're assassins so actually no so what they do is they they, they get these assassins to they, they, they take their prisoners, like this mafia group, they take their prisoners and send them back in time to, like, a, a field, a random field, and then these guys are just standing there with shotguns and they just blast them. Oh, okay. And so, like, the guys on the mafia that shoot them don't know who they're killing, they don't know why, but the guys always have, like, money strapped to them. So, the guys who do the killing get the money, and they live forever, they live happy, fun lives. Gotcha. But the thing is, like, they have, like, a 20-year a life cycle. After 20 years, like, they are killed. Or something like they get sent back in time, and that's oh, like that's the deal. That's the deal. Okay. Yeah, but so you know it's coming. Yeah, and so what happens is this uh, guy. You're not supposed to look at the guy that you're killing. You're supposed to, they you're supposed to stand behind him, and like they appear like facing away from you. But this guy, for whatever reason, sees himself in the future, 
from the future. Oh. He's supposed to kill himself, and he doesn't. Yeah. Even though he tries, like, real hard to, to yeah. kill himself. But it's really interesting, like, so what they do is if, if one of them gets away, they'll, so they'll, they'll get the, the guy who does the shooting and, like, cut off his fingers, and the guy that comes back will suddenly ha- not have a finger and suddenly, like, not have a, a limb. So, wait, wait, wait. They... Sorry, if so, if someone gets away, yeah, what will happen? Sorry. So they'll get the 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 killer. The, yeah, the shooter. Right, or whoever that guy is in the past, they'll get that person, and start cutting off parts of his body, or right on his arm in like in a scarring method, like a, a brand that says like "Be at this address at seven o'clock," and so the guy from the future will have that branded on him, and he'll see it, and he'll be like, "Ah, oh, shit," and then he'll start losing fingers, like if he doesn't show up. Right, the, the closer he gets to 7 o'clock, the more, like, limbs he'll lose. And, like, there's this really terrifying scene where uh, this guy's like, gets away and he's running through the streets and all of a sudden, like, he falls over because he doesn't have a leg and, like, he's, like, crawling to get to this place. But then he doesn't have any arms and then, like, his ears are gone and, like... Holy shit, yeah. Snacks. Whoa. This is, like, totally way fucked. more upsetting than I thought it was yeah. going to be. But it's really, it's a good... That sounds interesting. I actually, interesting, so yeah. I have not seen Looper, but I saw this, like, YouTube video called Everything Wrong with Looper. Yeah. And they do this. It's like, it's kind of like uh, the, it's not the same channel as how it should have ended, but it's a similar thing, like, like the how it should have ended in the honest trailers, and then there's everything wrong with. Yeah, yeah. And that one of the things they talk about is like, um, it's like, why didn't the guy just not, do, you know what I mean? It's like, why didn't the guy just not show up in the field and blah, 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 blah. But what's interesting is because they're kind of like looking at it on a surface level, and it's upsetting to me when people, especially when it comes to tri- travel, where it's like, well, why didn't they just not do that? And yeah. it's like, um, we've already set it up that yeah, like they can't the they can't portion. not do that. Like yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like um And that's their job, you know. Like, right, like yeah. It's like, well, they've agreed to do it and there are obviously like forces here, like with the tri- with the time travel, you know, so it's like there there are obviously things like whoever these people are pulling the strings, like, yeah, if they can find you in the past to cut off your finger and that affects you immediately in the present. Like, yeah, yeah you think just not showing up is going to stop yeah. these events? they're going to kill you, I yeah. guess. But the other one I want to talk about is uh, Primer, which is a really great movie. Yeah. And that one's about these two guys who uh, build a time machine in, like, a really... in their basement, basically, but they do it in, like, a really kind of hacky, ad hoc way. And they go back to do something, but they end up having to try and kill themselves. I forget exactly what the plot is. They end up having to try and kill themselves, and then they have to go back again to kill the guys they sent to kill themselves. So, like, this is this, like, loop of, like, okay, we're going to kill our original selves, and then those guys are still alive yeah. in that timeline, so we have to go back and kill them, and we have to go back and kill them. Oh, and, Jesus. Like, it gets really complicated and really interesting, because they have to keep, they have to, like, remember where they were and where all the versions of themselves were at all, in oh, all the timelines. Yeah. So that they don't get seen, and they don't, they can't be suspected of killing themselves yeah because like by the third time they're like okay so we know that we're going to come back and try and kill ourselves so we have to try and stay alive and so but they know exactly where we're going to be at every moment so like yeah. we have to play against an, a, a foe that has like exact knowledge of what we're going to do <laughs> there's also 12 monkeys yeah 12 monkeys what is yeah, that about that's a good one it's um also has Bruce Willis on it yes and Brad Pitt like young it's a uh, like a dystopian future mm-hmm. where they send criminals back in time or something, and um, Bruce Willis, I think, is he's the cop. 
He's of a, course. He's a cop. I forget exactly what it is. Man, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever. We should watch it. We should watch it and then be like, okay, it's this based is on like a short film, like a, a French short film, and like yeah. the short film is really cool because it doesn't have any motion. It's all shown through like still images and sounds and like stuff. But at the very end, there's like an eyeball and then it moves, and you're like, you're really like after watching for like you know 20, 30 minutes of nothing yeah. moving, the eyeball moving is really disconcerting. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the? Yeah. Yeah. But that one has time travel in it. There's also, um, uh, there's a bunch of, like, uh, romantic comedies that use time travel, like... Kate and Leopold. Kate Leopold and <laughs> Outlander. I guess that's not a romantic comedy. <laughs> that's definitely just a romantic <laughs> drama. Well, one that we watched recently, and now I can't remember, it's, like, The Live, Die, Repeat, but that's not the title of it. Oh, the, that's a good the one! The one with Emily oh, Blunt God, and Tom yes. Cruise. I can never remember... No, it's called The Day Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of, yeah. Oh, that one was so really good. cool. And the reason I like that one, as far as talking about, like, a time travel thing, is because... So... Is that with Tom Cruise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all, and Emily Blunt's in it. I haven't seen that, but isn't that, like, not time travel, but so much as, like, they just get brought back to life? Well, again? it's like, yeah, it's like, time talks travel. about, like, our, it's like, our, about, like, you know, we're talking about reset buttons. So, like, Tom Cruise <clears> kills <throat> this, like, alien creature that's invaded Earth, and he kills, um, they have different, like, they have soldier ones and yeah. alpha ones, and it's set up almost like a beehive, I guess. So he kills an alpha one, and it, the blood gets on it or whatever, yeah. Yeah. on him, and so every time he goes into battle, he dies, and, but... He immediately gets wakes up back that on the very first morning that he was sent into battle. Yeah. So he learns things. So like he, you know, he's freaked out and he doesn't know like what's going on. And then he starts to learn things. He's like, okay, this helicopter is going to crush here, so I need to go here. But the helicopter is going to hit this person, so I need to grab him. Yeah. And then <coughs> it's it's really good because it keeps getting closer and closer. Yeah. In the beginning, he's basically shanghaied into joining this... He's in the military, but he's a PR person. Okay. So he, he's like a talker. You know, he poses for the cameras. And he does something that pisses someone off. I can't remember what it is. But they throw him into the front lines, basically. He tries to, not he tries to blackmail. Is that what he tries to do? Yeah. Like, um, he's like, oh, okay, you're going to... You'll go to the front line and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, I'm not going to the front line, blah, blah, blah. And and then the the general is like, mm, yeah, you are. And so they like knock him out and literally they, stri- him. they like yeah strip him of his rank. He's like a colonel or something yeah. or a lieutenant, and they like strip him of his rank and basically make him a private again. They say that he's a deserter, and so they put him on but the front. So yeah, is time travel. Yeah. So basically, what happens? Like she said, he every time he dies, he goes back to the beginning of that day where he gets they put him in the front lines, and he doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. But he learns and he learns and he learns. And eventually he meets um, this girl who, uh, she was the hero, Emily Blunt. She was the hero of the last battle. And she knew everything that was going to happen and she killed everybody. But it turns out that she was in the same position that he is. Oh. But she um, she lost the power and he gained it. So she sees what he's doing and she's like, ah! <laughs> so every day he has to, recon- every, uh, he dies and then he comes back and she has to reconvince her that she, he's the one that... He has to go find her and be like, hey, it's me, but you don't remember me, but this is where we're at. But this is where we're at. And, like, he has to bring her up to speed. And so they they have to... And that's why the, the enemy has been so good at defeating the humans, because they have this time travel 
thing and they know what's going to happen but now they don't know what he's going to do because he right because he also knows what's going to happen yeah so they go after it's really very convoluted but they end up like running through the countryside like the two of them and every time he makes a mistake she just takes out a gun and shoots him in the head (laughs) and literally and he's like no 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 I'm fine I'm fine he's like training yeah he's like you know she's training him and he'll like break his leg or something she's like ah bam yeah Yeah, and And then it becomes but then it becomes like a play where he like yeah, like he'll screw up and like there's there's a moment where he like shoots himself. Yeah, because he's like it's like so like they're they're trying to find like the hive of the aliens or whatever and he gets yeah. basically like tricked. It's the and aliens is, are like want him to go there yeah. and then he gets kind of like captured yeah. or he gets surrounded and so he has to shoot himself. And um and they're trying to stop him from killing himself because then yeah, if they right. kill him because they they rec- they can see him now and they're like ah we okay out what's going on yeah, yeah. and it's funny because like halfway through they're like wondering so I haven't seen this movie so don't spoil it anymore yeah yeah, yeah yeah but yeah. go on <laughs> um the it for movie night I wasn't there they're no. they're wandering through this field right and there's like a certain point where. They're just chilling in this farmhouse. And she's like, okay, so what's the next thing? What do we do? And he's like, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And, you know, oh, there's a helicopter back there. Let's take it. She's like, let's not. And she's just like, wait, what's going on? Like, why are we here? And, like, it turns out, like, everything he's tried in the in the future, she dies. <laughs> and so he's trying to put – he's just like he – you know, they're kind of – I think they're in love or something. And he's trying to prevent her from dying, so he's mm-hmm. like, "We're just gonna stay here forever. Let's, like, have some, <laughs> let's have some tea. I know that you. It's like I know you take like three sugar packets." And she's like, "How the hell do you know how I <laughs> take my tea?" Yeah, and she gets it's, very it's, upset because it's like she's focused on ending the war, and he's like he's chilling, yeah, basically. Lost his drive. Yeah, and it's really good though. Me and my dad watch it in theaters actually, and I had no interest because it just looks like a random like action, action movie. movie. Yeah, totally. And I think they really did an injustice to the, you know, movie because they just purported it as this huge act, like Starship Troopers basically yeah. is what it looks like. But it's really like mind-bendy and with the, you know, timey so with the timey-wimey, yeah. So it's it's very good. I know, I was, I was trying to think, that, that one was really good and I think it kind of did it in such a way that I hadn't really seen that in a while. I mean, because there are, like, Groundhog Day, you know, it's, it's a similar thing. It's a thing. classic. Yeah. Yeah, but this is more, this is kind of, like, way more intense in the sense that it's, like, Bill Murray's character literally just, like, goes to sleep and wakes up in the next day. But this is, like, you have a chance to progress through several days. Yeah. But, if you don't die. Yeah, if you don't die or if you don't, like, screw up so bad that you, you know, so it's, yeah. it's like, this, it's really burdensome and you see it in, you know, because he's... He's literally walks through it. every single day, yeah. every single time, and makes these like maps, you know, of, yeah. like, how to get through. And stuff. every day he has to escape from his unit, also because they, you know, they've shanghaied him. Yeah. So he has to like escape from his unit and find her and then convince her. So like every morning he does this. <laughs> He's gotten a routine down, yeah, you know. But and when we I were just, talking, yeah, really it's really it. good. We were talking about you know like the infinite loops and stuff of like oh you know at forty five you're gonna have a heart attack and die like it's you know it's like man when. You, like we think about it like God, that would be really cool because then you could be a different person every time you wake up. Yeah, you know, you die at forty five, and then you can reinvent yourself at twenty five. You know, every time it's yeah. like, man, that's that's a huge burden. Like, yeah. imagine, I, I would imagine it wouldn't take many times for me to just be like really depressed. And, yeah, you know, and like the idea of like we as a, people are so afraid of dying, but also okay, we'll live forever and watch everybody around you die. Yeah, like those are some of the options. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, thing. Yeah, the only the only problem with um, 
that movie, what is it called, The Edge of Tomorrow, is that it's Tom Cruise. And he's good in it, but in the beginning, I have a very hard time believing he doesn't know what a gun is. Because I've seen him <laughs> yeah, in all these right. action movies, and I'm like... <laughs> It, it was really, it really put me out of the movie for a second because I like, I really, he's doing a good job acting. I'm not going to yeah. deny that. But like, I just really don't believe it. Like, you look like a spy that's forgotten how to, <laughs> like, that you're pretending not to use a gun. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't believe you. So. Hmm. Any others we can think of off the top of our heads? Um, I have, oh, that one that's Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. It's coming out. Yeah. I have no idea what that's about because it's like a, a ride. I saw Disney. a teaser trailer. <laughs> Yeah, the te- the teaser trailer was pretty cool. Yeah. I have opinions about those. Oh, movies based on rides. Well, I mean, the, the uh, what is it? The like Haunted Mansion and oh no, the um, Pirates of the Caribbean. That, that first one out. was good. And, and the subsequent ones were also pretty good. Yeah, but like, but then uh, the Haunted they, Mansion was also they did Country Bears. Did, did they? Really? Oh, they, they did, did. Yeah, and like it's a small world. No, I I mean it no. looks cool. If it works out, well, Tomorrowland isn't. It's a. I mean, it's the ride, right? That goes through all the. It's like the little slow little monorail thing. Um, but the the world, there's like Tomorrow World or Tomorrow Tomorrowland is part of Disney World's like. Yeah. Where like Alien Encounters <coughs> is, which I've never ridden because I'm pretty sure I would have a heart attack. <laughs> well, um, that's yeah, pretty much it. But I want to ask a question: If you had a time machine, where would you go? I always want to talk to Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because uh, one of the tropes is um, equal opportunity time travel. And that, like white people always want to go back in time. And black people are like, no, that's okay. We'll go for the future. <laughs> that's actually a good point. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, just anything before 1980s is probably not where I want to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in America, at least. I mean, we're kind of being... Uh, American centric, but that's interesting. I wish we had someone of color here. To, yeah, to discuss with. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that that was one of the interesting things. I think I would go back in the past, like the to Rome or you know some of these places in ancient times. That'd be pretty. I'd probably go back and make myself Egypt. rich. Okay. Invest in stocks. Yeah, I mean. But let's say after after you've made yourself rich, obviously, and tried to kill Hitler, but then realized he has a time failed, shield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Like, but think, oh gosh, okay, so like one of my, one of my favorite books is like by A.J. Jacobs, and one of the parts in it is like his wife's like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, I was just thinking about like if I could time travel, I would go back to like the early, like, you know, like right at the dawn of internet, and yeah. I would buy like, Beer.com and flowers.com and like all of these like yeah. really <laughs> big, basic simple like web domains and stuff and like that's email addresses and then and then I would sell them and make tons of money <laughs> and I was like man that's kind of smart because I mean it's it's not like I would go back in time and then like rob banks and stuff you know win the like, lottery though right yeah like things like that which are I mean it's it's kind of like oh that's like somebody somebody did do that like somebody did be was was like, ah, flowers.com. And then it's like, oh, this flower shop really wants flowers.com. Like, I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, somebody actually did that, we'll so you're just beating them to the punch. Also, Hot Tub Time Machine, have you guys seen that? I haven't. Oh, that's, There's that's a second a one. one coming yeah. out. That was really it worth funny. watching? Yeah, it was okay. It's pretty... Uh, they have a second one, and I'd kind of be more interested to they see the, the second one, because, yeah, they're in, like, they're in, like, the present time or whatever, and they are, um, kind of, you kind of see the what they've done 
to, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. How it kinda, turned out. Yeah. It's like, I mean, because, like, at the, at the end of the first one, you know, you see how, like, there's, like, one guy who, like, stayed behind and he obviously, like, changed things so that when they all came back to the present time, it's like, he's got, like, shit tons of money and he's married to the girl he wanted to be married to and, like, all this stuff. And then, but then it's, it, like, the second one I saw the trailer for it and it implies that they do some other things <laughs> mm-hmm. to, like kind of alter the future in their yeah. favor and I'm trying to remember oh there was the TV sh- the, the movie I think it was called Timeline but it was by uh, the guy who wrote Jurassic Park he also wrote this book and basically the beginning of the movie is that they they're uh, excavating this uh, ancient Celtic grave and they find a pair of modern eyeglasses in the grave and they're like what the shit and it, they end up that's talking to this government agency that has created time travel, and they're like, we volunteer to be tribute. Like, take me with you. So they all go back in time, and it's one of them who ends up in the grave because he finds this woman, and they get married, and so that he's actually excavating his own grave. <gasps> <gasps> what? I know, and it's just like, what? It was such Only a good a, movie. Wait, wait, wait. I just had one in my head when you were talking about Sorry. stuff. No, no, no. It's my fault for not remembering it. What are you talking about? It's called Timeline. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub <coughs> I'll think of it later and I'll be like, dang it. Yeah. Because I was just thinking like, oh yeah, this is a really good one. I'm surprised I forgot. Damn it! I hate it when this happens. But yeah, that sounds kind of amazing. Yeah. It was it was a good movie. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't very popular. But uh, I saw it when I was a kid, so probably. Yeah. It wasn't a good movie. <laughs> but yeah, so what we've decided is that the real draw of time travel is like nostalgia and fixing things that are broken and like and as long as somebody's wife dies there will always be a man willing to blow up planets to to time travel to time travel and get her back to reverse it true love true love leads to destruction no I'm just kidding no no, no equal opportunity time travel is actually a trope in here too oh yeah Yeah. no equal opportunity time travel yeah because um you know I listen to a lot of podcasts and one of them is TWIB um which I think I've told you about before, but they were talking about time travel. It's like I I would go into the future because, <laughs> but well, anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, we have all of it. Thank you for listening, and hopefully, we will come up with a good theme next time, <laughs> and we'll start because we don't have one like already thought out. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. That's all right. All right. Uh, good night, listeners. See you later. See you later.